Welcome to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. We are here for you to know God, grow together, discover purpose, and make a difference in New York City and beyond. Please check out our Facebook and Instagram at Every Nation NYC and enjoy the message. I think just about everyone would probably know this is a more of a transition Sunday emphasis on celebration of what God's already done. And, and we have two of our board members, our board of directors are here today. They're both our really renowned pastors. Uh, this is Pastor James Lowe is on the stage with me. He's the senior pastor of Bethel World Outreach Center. After Pastor James, we'll have a brief greeting from our man, Pastor Adam Burt, who's in our jersey. He couldn't make it today, so he leads our jersey churches. And, and then uh, Pastor Jim LaFoon, who's a global force. He is a global riptide. He'll give words as a, as a board member also. He'll bring a word for us. Then I'll share. And then we will lay hands on and ordain the three pastors, Pastor Shino, Pastor Nathan, Pastor Kaz. We will ordain them as the future lead pastors of this Manhattan congregation. Briefly, let me say that I probably spend more time thinking about praying for or visiting um, this church than any other church I've been to or participated with throughout the world in the United States. I love this church. In fact, I've never publicly said it this way, but I was sitting there thinking as Nathan, Kaz, and Shino are taking their next step in transitioning. I'm, I'm a member of this church. This is a place I like to worship. It's a place I like to give. It's a place I don't just come to give something. I come and receive. I have to say this to this particular church. I don't know why the different moments in my life when I've come over the last 10 years uh, plus, it's almost always something challenging going on in my personal life or in my church or trouble or something I have. It's a lot of reasons to say I can't come this time. But every time I come and see your faces and I begin to pray with you and I begin to preach the word to you, something happens in me. I'm replenished. I'm built back up. I'm filled back up. And even as you see me wearing this medallion, I I think about the, the death of my father. And yet God would send me to a city that seems like it doesn't love. And then you get all this kind of love from this diverse group of people. Maybe you haven't been told this Lately, and I can only say it with the most sincere heart and a serious face, man, you're important. Man, you are great at loving people. Man, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see that you're a community of believers together. And I'm so grateful to be a part of this. Pastor Ron and Lynette, I mean, everybody in this room owes you thanks and gratitude for your tireless work what you do. I mean, come on. I mean, they're amazing. If your life has been changed by these two people, let's give God praise just a second for their life, their strength, their calling, their anointing. Yeah. I think about a leader, how many times I've made the mistake of backing away from my assignment. But when I think about you and Lynette, y'all keep running into assignment. And no matter how hard it the work is you keep doing it. And you don't just do it for what we would consider the up and out. You do it for the smallest person. Traveling with you um, is meaning that we're going to talk to 10 people who don't know Jesus before the trip is over on just getting to the first leg of the trip. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that example. But I don't, I'm not going to give you this and thus saith the Lord, but this is from the Lord. 
that your season is still just beginning. The same grace and favor on your life doors, but open doors. When God showed me the open doors, he said, Ron, don't even have to knock. He just has to walk through the door. So I'm asking you to continue to walk through the door because God showed me as you elevate, we as a church, we as members and friends and sons get to elevate as well. Thank you, Pastor Ron and Lynette, for all you do and all of your service. Church, church, I have a scripture for you that's a reminder to you of what God feels about you. I want to just take a moment to speak it into your hearing. I'm not going to teach it, but I just want to speak it to you. Hebrews 6, um, 10, 11. For God is not unjust so as to overlook your work and your love that you have shown for his name in the serving of the saints, as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. This is not a church. You are not a church who backs away from any fight. You don't. The, your mere presence here means that you have agreed with Jesus and the assignment on this church. And it is not always easy. It is not always pleasant. And God does not overlook it. That means there is a reward to it. Some of you get your reward in heaven and some of you will get your reward on earth. But God sees everything. God reminded me of the scripture in, in Malachi, which simply simply says that that when they began to praise the Lord and honor the Lord, a book of remembrance was open. And God recorded the things that were said about him. And God began to show me this congregation that many things you've already done, many things you've already said have been recorded by God because they're meaningful to him. He will not overlook you. It may seem like it's the leader's moment today. I'm here to testify to you that it is your moment today. God is honoring you, favoring you, and gifting you. And as your leaders elevate and get blessed, you elevate and get blessed. Receive that from Shino, Kaz, and Nathan. Oh, I'm so grateful. In some of the most painful moments of my life as an African-American man over the last season of time when, when George Floyd was killed, I cried for months, like literally every day. I didn't know the man and I didn't know it would affect me so painfully. I don't ever think that I had anger or finger pointing on anybody, not because there's not some blame to put somewhere. But there was a motive in me to cry out. And one of the first persons I talked to that was I was on the phone with Lynette and Pastor Ron, who cried with me, prayed with me, talked with me. We talked with leaders. We talked with everybody. But it would be one thing if it stayed with Pastor Ron. Over the months of God healing, I began to interact with this church, your leaders, um, Pastor Shino, Kaz, and Nathan, and your staff and your leadership team, and we all begin to choose Jesus over our pain, Jesus over our confusion, Jesus over our ethnicity, Jesus over everything else that we could do to prop up except him. And in the midst of that, these courageous men said, we're going to walk and pray in our city and act. They didn't sit in silence. They did something. 
They petitioned the one who could move on the hearts of man and change the course of everything. I'm telling you, this city has been changed because of the way we pray, the way we move, and the way we act. And I thank these men for being courageous leaders and not standing in the back. You all know that we would not be here as elders and board members if these men were not good men and have good families. I want to thank them for living up to the godly standards and character and disciplines and spiritual formations which you must be, must be firm in you in order to stand in these offices. We're here to testify that these men are qualified for the task. And I'll leave them with this encouragement. It's also a blessing to you. It's in Psalm 133, you know it. Um, I'll, I'll just quote it for a second time. How good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. For you know what it does? It provides a blessing and an anointing and a refreshing. The blessing that's been on Pastor Ron as he has ascended. You know that, that blessing, that miracle? He always gets, that's why he wrote the book, Miracles, and he attract miracles. You want that type of blessing. But as you dwell together, that same grace will be upon you. That same anointing that Elijah had came on Elijah, his same yoke-destroying, burden-removing power to break open a city will be on you. And instead of going through dry seasons, there will be a refreshing, not just for them, but for the church. We often quote it at weddings, but I'll end with this. Two is better than one, and a three-fold cord is not easily broken. That cord, this, this leadership structure is not man-designed. It has gone under the scrutiny of men, but, but God breathed it. You men need to have confidence in it. This congregation needs to have confidence in it. We as elders have already received. This is the will of God and not the will of man. But he tells us they're stronger this way. They're more fit for the task this way. And this is what the season demands. I want us, as Pastor Jim now comes up and he delivers the word to us, I just want Hey, I know we're going to pray, but I want to say a simple prayer this for the congregation itself. Pastor Jim, you can come up as I'm praying for the congregation. And the next voice you will hear is that of our senior global prophet. Lord, I pray over this congregation right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that each one of them, no matter what they're going through, would have their life filled with the grace favor and power of God like never before. May they have victory and power over sin, sickness, disease. May they be active in their calling. May they be bold in their faith. May this be the year, God, that they get complete victory in every area. And thank you for giving us the privilege as a church to reach this city. It shall be reached because it's one of the promises you gave us, God. Give us the faith to hold on. Give us the faith to be strong. Give us the faith to continue to dwell together that we might have an anointing and a refreshing and a blessing in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, Pastor James. Let's, let's hear from Pastor Adam Burt, New Jersey, real quick by video.
Hey, good morning, Every Nation New York. PA here, Pastor Adam Bird, and uh, I so wanted to be there with you uh, this morning, but uh, circumstances prevented that. So let me take my shot via video, and, and let me just begin by, by Pastor Ron Lewis. I just want to thank you for your years of sacrifice uh, and for making uh, Every Nation New York City a reality. And, and then uh, I want to thank Every Nation New York, that you, this church that you do so much to bless our church out here in New Jersey and bless the world. And so thank you for all you do. And then lastly, uh, I got to bless the three amigos, uh, Pastor Shino, Pastor Kaz, and Pastor Nathan. Man, congratulations. You're the right people at the right time to take every nation in New York City to its next level. Love you guys and enjoy the service. I want to take a moment and go back before we go into the future. Pastor James was there, we'll never forget it, December 31st, 2018. It was our normal Bethel New Year's service. Happy New Year's is here again. And out of that meeting, a prayer meeting grew, and this is not hyperbole that hundreds of millions of Christians in 190 nations participated in. By Pastor James introducing me, I saw New York City, and there's no way to describe it. It was just crushed and broken down. I was shaken. I have a daughter that lives here with her husband. The next thing I knew, the whole country was shaken. The West Coast was just up in, kind of emptying out. Recession, depression, broken economics, people crying out for government intervention for what was coming. And then Pastor James introducing me. And our Happy New Year service was being, being interrupted by unhappy New Year service. Anyway, I got up. It's a very unique crowd, so I could prophesy. We have a tremendous church. A lot of our intercessors, worshipers were there. I began to prophesy that the shaking coming to America, the pain, but that God would bring revival. And I said this, this is so important for where we're going this morning. I said, as the calendar ticks to 17 months and we're halfway done, there'll be a terrible time of ethnic pain that comes into our country. That's when Mr. Floyd was killed 17 months from then. And I said, many are going to say the country's done, that anarchy is coming, that lasting recession is coming, that we're just going to tear apart, and doomsayers will have their way, and it'll dominate the earth. But God would say this, America will not end in lasting depression, recession, or anarchy. America will end in revival. Let's give God a hand. Now, why do I go back there this morning? I go back there on purpose, and I'm going to talk about something I've never said publicly. And I went back to that, and I didn't know for a year that it ended up on YouTube. I had no idea of that. When I went back and listened, I was reminded of like, okay, you said when we come to 17 months, we're halfway done with something. And I began to inquire of the Lord, well, if the end of May we were halfway done, what is going to happen the end of October 2021? Like, What's going to begin to be coming to an end? Like, what does that mean? I began to inquire of the Lord and begin to think, Lord, is there something going to happen with COVID? Like, is there going to be a change in COVID that's going to begin to bring an end to how we've known it? He said, you're on to something, but keep your mouth shut. You don't understand it. So I did as we came into those months. And of course, it was discovered in Zambia, not South Africa, somewhere around November 10th, so it was hanging around the world by the end of October. I began to pray as this variant came. I said, Lord, let it brush the world, not crush the world. Let it hit with 25% the strength of the Delta variant. And so I believe 
is, I believe we are in some of the beginning stages of going from pandemic to endemic. Of course, many doctors believe that now, but there's a change. And as that begins to change, what does that mean for the church? What does that mean for the world? And what does that mean right here in New York City? I believe we're coming into a very unique period of time. I'm going to give you one more impression from the Holy Spirit, then turn into the Word. In December 5th, I was preaching in one of the poorest parishes in Louisiana, known for its poverty, its pain. And I was there, uh, sitting in the green room, getting ready to preach in this building a friend of mine had built with now a business park and jobs growing around it. As I was sitting there, I had an impression of the Holy Spirit that I'll share with you. I had an impression where the foot of God came down out of heaven and hit this accelerator, and the metaphor was like a space plane, a rocket plane, a jet, and the body of Christ was like this astronaut or this pilot. And when God began, when God began to press the accelerator, the church begin to accelerate. And if we begin to accelerate, as, it, as always when you accelerate, it's not a smooth ride. There were lots of Gs. We were contorting some and having trouble seeing clearly. If we begin to go faster and faster, when G-force hits you, especially if you don't have a spacesuit on or a, pl- a pilot suit, even if you do, you can only take nine Gs. You lose your vision, lose your focus. And we were shaking some. And then I began to watch these tumblers. They were months and they tumbled to 36 months. I go, what, I mean, what does that mean, Lord? Like, what are you saying to me? So when I finally went back to the calendar from December 5th, 2021, you go to November 5th, 2024, the next major presidential election. Here to tell you, we're in a 36 month period that's among the most critical in our country's history. And the spirit of God, I don't wanna define that this morning, except to say we'll feel plenty of G-forces. But as we come out of COVID, as we've known it over these next months, as it transitions to what's next, endemic, whatever that might be, I believe, that's an impression, we'll see. What would God say to us? Like, what would the Lord say to every nation in New York this morning? And I'm gonna read a verse out of the book of Hosea, chapter 13, verse 13. I've never preached on this verse ever. It says, the pangs of childbirth come for it. In other words, it's time for this, him to be birthed. Time to him come out of the womb. But he is an unwise son. For at the right time, he does not present himself at the opening of the womb. What is God saying here? It was time for my people to be born afresh. It was time for this group to come out of the womb and take their place on the stage of history. They had been living in birth pains. Things had been shaking, but they were unwise because when it was time to step out of the birth canal, when it was time to step out of labor pains and present themselves to me, they wouldn't do it. Now, in a moment, what's going to happen here Pastor Nathan, Shino, and Kaz are going to come up. And this is far more to do with God than it is with you. You're just witnesses. I'll be up here with Pastor James, Pastor Ron. We'll be laying hands. But the real officiant is God. And what they're saying is, we are here 
in the eyes of heaven, in the eyes of this congregation, and we are presenting ourselves freshly to you for service. We're consecrating our lives today. But I tell you this by the Spirit as I look at this passage. They are not the only ones God wants to present their lives today. I'm calling on this church, these members. It's time to come out of the womb of COVID. It's time to come out of the womb of fear. It's time to come out of the womb of restriction and present yourself. Listen, I'm vaccinated, I'm boosted, I'm masked, I have Omicron, I believe in medical science, but if we're not careful, COVID will cease to be about our health and soon become a habit. Listen to me. Now, why wouldn't they come out of the womb? I think for two reasons. One, they've gotten comfortable there. Man, it's a hard time. The Assyrian Empire was on the prowl. Like, was it really the best time to come out of hiding? To come out of the womb? I mean, those Assyrians were rough. I mean, they'd gotten comfortable. But second, they were flat out afraid. Afraid of the pain. Afraid of what they might face. Afraid of the conflict. The political situation in their world was crazy. How many of you know America's fractured? America's broken politically right now. Don't kid yourself. And if the church does not rise up and beseech God for an outpouring of his spirit, it'll be hard to heal. There's not a man living on this planet that I believe could heal this nation right now. And I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. What are you, Pastor? I'm a deep partisan of Jesus. Well, Pastor Jim, Pastor, who'd you vote for in the last election? No one. And I believe in voting, but God forbid me, said, stay above politics this time and listen to me. Why is it so important that you present yourself to God to say? Like, beloved, why? Why is this time for you to come out of the womb and be birthed afresh into what God might have for you. Here is why. You know, I, I love that passage in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 2.5, God says this, it's not to angels I've given the stewardship of the world. He said, it's not to angels that I've given my purposes of the world. No, it's to my son. My son is beyond all the angels, and his name is Jesus, and all my purposes are tied up in him. He fully God, fully man, came to the earth. But who did the son give these purposes to? This son, when he ascended to heaven, looked into the eyes of his disciples first, who I mind were still quarantined, still living like nothing had changed. Why? They were afraid to be killed afraid to be devastated, afraid to be crucified. And he walked into their fright and midst and he said this. He breathed on them and said this, you're being sent just like my dad sent me. You're the stewards of the world. You're the agents of change. You're the ones that can make a difference. Later he told them, I want you to go up I want you to wait after I after I'm ascend to my Father. Wait for the baptism of the Spirit. Because when this Spirit comes on you, when this 
power comes on you, not the angels. You, not just the apostles. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. That's the cultures and the persuasions and the political groups we hate. Samaritans, they hated them. Just hated them. He said, your own city, Judea, your own people, and then all the people you hate and you don't like ethnically, politically, or philosophically. And once you've tackled those barriers, then I can release you to the world. You know what the good thing about New York City is? In one city, you got Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and every nation in the world. You don't have to go anywhere unless God calls you to fulfill the great commission right here. They live here. Why should you present yourself today? Because if you don't, these three young men are destined for failure because their call is to equip you to present yourselves. This is the hour we find ourselves in. This is our moment. Here is the problem. We all long for God to prepare. How many of you want God to touch America? Raise your hand. All of us. We've all prayed for revival. We've all cried out. You know what the ugly thing is? Our prayer has been answered. In this pandemic, the world has been plowed up. Humans are desperate. And God is getting ready to pour out his spirit in the furrows. But here's the problem. The same painful realities that prepare the world for an outpouring of God's spirit typically paralyze the very people called to respond to it. An outpouring of God's spirit is always preceded by painful circumstances. What was the fullness of time for Jesus to be born into? The horrendous male boot of the Roman Empire, crushing his nation, crucifying them, and brutally taxing them. This is your moment. It's your moment to present yourselves. Why? God's handed his plan to transform New York City, not just to Nathan or Cause or Shino or the other great pastors and leaders of this city, God's handed them to you and people like you. It's your moment. You were born for this moment. And today, by the Holy Spirit, I'll read that verse one last time then I'll call Pastor Ron up. I want to say to you, we've been in birth pangs. It's time to present ourselves. God will take care of COVID. I believe my impressions are right. We'll see. But God's got this. He's got this. And now what is he saying? I'm getting ready to accelerate my church. To accelerate my church. And I want you to be a part. Pastor Ron, join me up here. I want to read this verse one more time. The pangs of childhood come for him. And that's really gender free. Comes for her, comes for him. 
But they were unwise children. For at the right time, he does, he does, she does not present herself at the opening of the womb. You're here today and you say, Pastor, as we ordain these young men and they present themselves to God, I want to present myself for service freshly. Raise your hand right now. In fact, if your hand's up, stand to your feet so I can see you. So I'm presenting myself freshly today. It's not just them. I'm opening my spirit. I'm opening my heart. So I'm presenting myself. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Raise your hands. We lift up our hands to you. This day, on the brink of an outpouring of the spirit in the world, and on this city, and on this nation, we too present ourselves to you. You may be seated. Pastor Ron. So um, I've been a pastor now. This is my 40th, 40th year uh, being a pastor. And uh, in case you're wondering, <clears throat> in case you're wondering, I started when I was six. Okay, so. Um, but really, I, um, I, I've only done this twice, what I'm about to, to do. I've only done this twice in 40 years, and that is I actually wrote my words, and I'm going to read them. And the reason is, if you know me, I will chase down every rabbit around into rabbit trails and get off track. But the main thing is not me. It's about what's about to happen. But I felt like I should at least give just a little bit of background in this, in this message right now. So our church, as you know, many of you know, started not only after 9-11, but because of 9-11. That's why we're here. We're here to rebuild a broken city and to change, see lives change. And so instead of going back 20 years ago, I want to give an overview of the last two years, just the last two years here at Every Nation New York City. And this overview is important because it's a large part of how we came to where we are today. If you want a title, it would be The Church Through the Wilderness. And in spite of a harsh environment, we made it through. Guys, we made it through. We made it. There have been countless challenges for this church, hardship, quarantine, job losses. Three lives from this church passed away due to COVID-19. 25 or 30% of this congregation here in Manhattan moved out of the city, relocated to other cities, states, and nations. Maybe some of them thought that they, here I'm on a rabbit trail, but maybe they thought if I just get to another nation, I can be free of COVID-19. Nope. <laughs> the threats and challenges are everywhere, but in particular here in New York City. And while there have been plenty of challenges, we navigated through and actually had quite a few successes. And I'd like to list 10, and I want to give you my top 10 list for the past two years of our successes. And this is a compliment to this church. I know some of you are watching online. This is your a compliment to you, a compliment to this church, our leadership team, and in particular to Nathan, Chino, and Kaz. In March of 2020, we went online. This is number one. We went online almost overnight. It was extraordinary, really quality, quality services online. We have a saying in the Bible that talks about God gave us 
Apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. We call that APES, but we discovered a sixth, a sixth gift. It's A-P-E-S-T, then I-T for internet technology. It's now part of God's gift to mankind and to this local church. We secondly, we boldly responded to COVID-19 and gave away literally tens of thousands of masks, shields, gowns, hazmat suits. We had a supply line that, that was in Queens, uh, Long Island, New Jersey, Manhattan, Bronx, and Brooklyn. Hospitals wrote this church thank you letters. Hard to believe. Thirdly, the New York Initiative was born and under Bonnie Andrews pulled together the New York Blessing, which was viewed and seen by more than 500,000 people. Number four, we had ethnic tension and racism to deal with. We responded by listening, praying, going into the streets. Um, we wrote significant documents. Our response to racism also a brief theology of race and racism. We had listening groups, focus groups. We held open meetings. We cried. We wept. Our souls were ripped out when Ahmaud Arbery was shot and killed, and then George Floyd and others. And we hosted our Unite NYC, led by Pastor James, and that walk touched many and even opened hearts along the way to reconciliation. In spite of COVID, we had also many outreaches in the city, resulting in, without exaggeration, more than 40 Muslims turned to Christ through our sister and evangelist in Queens, Emma. Gerard Pico, seated here today, helped 40 men in a rehab center in the Hamptons come to Christ and be water baptized. And while we were not even meeting in our Manhattan site, new people found us online, people we had never met in person, until they showed up at our building to be water baptized. We joined up with other nonprofit organizations and gave away tens of thousands of dollars to feed thousands of people in the Bronx. We stood with Prison in the Wild, Gifted Hands, other nonprofit organizations, and many people were baptized through our Brooklyn congregation during this season. We had dozens of babies dedicated during COVID. Thanks, moms and dads, for staying busy. Uh, you may not know, but uh, you may not know much about Jesus in this uh, in this congregation today. You may not know who He is, and my deep comfort is that you have an opportunity to know the greatest gift of all is our Lord Jesus, who is saved, is our Savior, our Lord, our King our God, and our very best friend. Amen. And if you don't know him, we welcome you to come to know him as many others have. I did not grow up with Jesus. I did not grow up with God. But by the grace of God, I didn't find him, but he found me. And he's still on the search and rescue program for your soul and your very life. Number six, we hosted a major 9-11 event at Memorial Auditorium on 14th Street perhaps the largest Christian event in Manhattan in the last two years. And we saw God use that event to touch the city. Seventhly, we compiled and published our first and our only church book called Miracles in Manhattan, chronicling 50 stories from people who are connected to us. And it's available today for free in our lobby. 
Number eight, we started a legacy program and have a giving portal for donations because we care about the future of this church and we want to see the future of this, this church totally eclipse what has happened in the previous years. Number nine, and this is the big blessing. This is huge. During this season, we saw the emergence of three great pastoral leaders. We saw their emergence. And these three pastors, Chino Prater, Pastor Kazanuma, Pastor Nathan Lewis, today is their day to honor and to recognize them. Chino, my friend, truly raised up prayer in this church family. I started four years ago with one morning prayer a week. It's been multiplied to six morning prayers a week, uh, a w- prayers, a, uh, prayer meetings a week, thanks to Pastor Shino. He moved it to 6 a.m., which has uh, caused me to kind of drop out many times. I apologize. I'm a late-nighter. I don't get up that early, but I'm there with you in spirit. Isn't that a terrible way to say it? Although I do sneak on as I arise and shine. Um, the gift of faith is on Chino's life in an extraordinary way. He's such a blessing. He's everyone's friend. He's my dear friend. He leads, leads our men's ministry, is constantly lifting all of us, and he's the true integrator on our team. And somehow along the way, he's been affectionately known, and I'll get to the affectionate name for cause, the affectionate name for Nathan, but he is known as our Black Panther. <laughs> Wakanda forever. Secondly, Secondly is Kaz. Uh, Kaz is our executive pastor, as we've already mentioned. He administrates all of our site churches. He's the king of hospitality. He's always serving. And in particular, I want to say to Kaz, in 2016 and 2017, our two toughest years out of the 20 years of this congregation, Kaz, you were our designated driver. And we're so grateful to God for you keeping this church moving forward and staying focused. And for those reasons, and this congregation already knows this about Kaz, he's unbelievable as a parkour expert. We call him (laughs) Spider-Man. And then there's Nathan, strategic thinker, a man of absolute clarity and strategy and vision, a wonderful teacher and preacher. Thank God for his preaching and teaching. He's helped rebuild this church, both as he moved here from Scotland and then again during COVID-19. He took a few others and took us online, along with Pastor Bruce and Terry. They're watching right now from Taiwan. We thank God uh, for you guys as well. Thank you, uh, Pastor Nathan, for having such a heart for this church, this congregation, loving the way you do, in particular for the poor and the disenfranchised people. It has blessed me so much. And it's hard to believe that you're my son, frankly. We call Nathan Captain America. (laughs) Now, the greatest blessing of these three men is that they are deep friends. They're rich in their friendship. It's almost as if they really, truly uh, not only fit together and complement each other because they have very diverse, different giftings, but I love how they get along. It's almost like they grew up together. And, you know, it's amazing. Like Nathan and Chino are like, they're, they're really, truly like, like both are like sons to me and one is a son, but Sheena's also a son. And it's like they grew up. To, we have an image of them when they were really young. Uh, they, they somehow, do we, can we do this? Oh, man. That was them in their childhood. 
My daughters who love American girl dolls, they love them. I get to read their catalogs, and when I saw this, I thought about you two, and I said, well, where's Kaz? And Kaz had to come in from Japan, so he got added in at a later date, a little bit later, and there he is. So that's them. They do have a childlike faith. They have great senses of humor, but it's amazing in the sandbox and on the swing set, they so really do love and respect each other. But if you want to know the final, and this is number 10, is that the secret weapon, I would have to say, would be the wives of these three men. Aki Enuma, Elsa Lewis, who is watching online today, she has been completely asymptomatic, but continues to test positive. And we're sorry, but we're glad you're with us in spirit. She was the first text out on the prayer line early this morning. We love you, Elsa. She so wishes to be here. And then there's Anne Marie Prater. These wives, I want to just have a few comments because they are extraordinary women. The first is you're absolutely, you three are absolutely incredible. I watch you serve. I watch you pour out your lives. You're so engaging each in their own way through their different giftings have poured out their lives for this congregation. Secondly, these wives, they do not do or have the same role as their husbands in this church. They are not being set in as pastors. This is by their own choosing, although each of them could be. We are not opposed to that at all. Women can be pastors in our congregation, thank God. I've ordained many women over the years to be pastors. And maybe they will be in the future, but they have their own callings, their own walk with God, and we do not want to presume upon them unnecessarily, right? Just because it's Pastor Shino's wife doesn't mean that every problem that you're facing goes to her. We have a system for that. Of course, we care about your problems, but we want to make sure that we pray for them and encourage them as leaders in their own right. They are all strong women of God. And as we ordain their husbands, we've invited them to be prayed over with their husbands. They're, they're a great team together. And we do invite the congregation to support the pastors and their families in this transition. It makes sense to pray over pastors, their spouses, and their families because of what they do on the front lines for Jesus Christ. Now, speaking of spouses, it would, it would, it would be an ideal moment to mention my wife, Lynette. She's faithfully stood beside me. I mean, the first thing we could say, she's the only one who responded to the invitation ad to come to Every Nation in New York City 20 years ago, and we showed up in Times Square and launched our congregation. There was only one responder to that ad, and I'm somehow amazed that it wasn't even her who saw it. It was her mother who saw it, who had been praying for her single daughter, and somehow, her daughter who was somehow, it happened. But we, um, we just thank God for Lynette leading our women, preaching, working closely with me on this transition, mentoring our next generation leaders. And I'll tell you, in all sincerity and honesty, I could have never done it without her faith, her gifting, and her love for the ministry, her love for God's church. We've led this church together in many ways that have not always been visible to others, but also always visible to me. So today, our lead pastors and their spouses will be prayed for. They're already set apart by God, but they will be publicly set apart by us, prayed for by us. It is our sense that God will bless this moment of transition. The scripture calls this an impartation. We call it that, but we also call it the passing of the baton. As I've been leading this church 
for 20 years, I can honestly say three things. Number one, God himself called me to this city. Secondly, God has been with me. And thirdly, God helped me to establish this church and our other site churches here. And, and what I want to say is that uh, in the same way, in the same way, when we pray for this, these men and their families, that God called them, no doubt, that God will be with them and God will use them to advance his kingdom, see lives change, and they will be a light to the nations and a light in this city for the glory of God and for the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I would like for them and their spouses, my wife Lynette, please come join me. I want, want her to have a word while they are walking up here right now. And Pastor James, Pastor Jim, if our, any of our elders are here, I know that Dr. Ugo is usually online uh, and any others just come and join us. As they're coming up, um, I did want to just say a word to my beloved family, church family. Uh, it has been, I, I remember very well that first night, 21 years ago, right now, right about now, where I showed up at Every Nation New York City. We were meeting in Times Square only on Sunday evenings. I walked in. I didn't know a soul. Didn't know what the church was about. My mom had seen that ad. I thought, well, I want to check out this church. And from the moment I was there that first night, I had no idea what would be in store. Maybe, I mean, really with all of us here and those of you that are online, you may be at a different juncture in your exploring being part of a church, exploring this thing called a relationship with Jesus. You know, we're all at different stages of the journey, but here's something I've learned over the years, and it's really my encouragement to you, and thank you, by the way, uh, for giving me the most blessed, fruitful 21 years of my life. Uh, goodness, what a gift. You never know what God has. It's like the greatest gift giver in the world. He's out there. It's almost like he's out there doing what I do for my kids. I love to buy them Christmas presents all year long so that when Christmas comes, I don't have to scurry around. See, God's laying up for you gifts and friendships and relationships, divine open doors, new opportunities for you, with you, through you. And one of the things that I just encourage you to do, it's something I encourage, I speak a lot in corporate settings, and I always say, if you really want to know how to be promoted and how to advance your dreams at your job, look at the organization that you work with and find out where the money is going. What are the top of mind projects? Where is it moving? And if you get to know those people and get lined up with those projects, then amazing open doors and opportunities for promotion are going to come for you. And that's my word to you this morning. Just like Pastor Jim was saying, presenting ourselves, saying, God, I didn't know when I walked in 21 years ago, I didn't know where to begin, didn't know who would be my friends, where I would volunteer, where I'd get involved, had no idea that, I'd, that my future husband was right there in that congregation and all the things that went with that, wherever you are right now. Just like Pastor Jim said, we present ourselves. We just simply say, God, I want to be a part of where you're going. I want to be part of something that you're doing. And when you show up and when you graft yourself in, even without an instruction manual, God, the faithful God, has gifts he's going to give to you. So as we now move into this moment where we're commissioning our brand new leaders, I'm saying again in my heart, God, here am I, send me. 
Here am I. I want to be a part of this. Ron and I aren't leaving. We're going to stay in New York. We're going to be on this row. We're going to be part of the preaching team, and we're still going to have things to give and do. And God has something lined up for you. So all we say is, here we go. Here we go. I always declare I go from glory to glory and strength to strength. That's where we go in life with Jesus. So here we go, friends. Here we go, church. Are you ready for our next place of glory? Are you ready for what God wants to pour into your life? I'm ready. Are you? Let's go. Praise the Lord. Cause and AKA. So glad to pray for you. Pastor James, why don't you start? Lord, I just thank you. As we lay our hands upon them, God, we receive their gift in this house. We receive multiplied grace because there's going to be a fresh boldness to speak. It's not just how you think. It's a boldness to speak. And God will do some extraordinary things through what you say. See chains dropping off of people, hearts softening. But he's going to use you verbally, not just in your, in your thinking. Lord, let there be a knitting together. The knitting I saw in this group, let it continue in Jesus' name. You know, cause and RKA is interesting when you look in 1 Corinthians. It says, God's put in the church first apostles, then prophets, then pastors, gifts of miracles, healing. Then it talks about administrations and helps. And the two of you are just, yes, you're extraordinarily administrative, but you have such amazing gifts of help. Every time I come to the house of God, I see you serve. Okay. You, you embody serving yeah. and helping. And I want to just say a couple things to you because I know you're very intuitive and you sense things. There's an unusual operation of the gift of prophecy in you. You haven't seen yet. I don't mean you won't just go thus say it, but you do hear God. There's a gift of discernment, of distinguishing what's right and wrong. And I'm going to freshly anoint the prophetic in you, son, to hear me. You're going to know things and you must speak up. They're going to be things that you sense beneath the surface, and you're going to have a unique discernment in who should lead at times. You're going to be able to feel their spirit unusually. Um, you're very kind, even, even by your rearing, your plight, uh, but you've got to be willing to speak up for a unique gift of discernment will settle on you. And the same gift will dwell in your wife and a spirit of prayer will begin to stir in her. Many times, daughter, you find yourself interceding, praying, burdened for people, don't even know why. And a powerful spirit is on the two of you, says the Lord. I've laid you into the very foundation of this house. Nathan, and of course, Ailsa as well, who were missing. Um, Nathan, Nathan, um, from this, set our hands on him, right? All James and Ron, Lynette. From this day forth, a fresh mantle of leadership is going to settle on you. Um, a lot of times you feel like you know what to say most all the time. Preaching, teaching, that's pretty easy for you. In fact, your preaching and teaching gift are really going to grow. There'll be a writing gift as well. I'm going to propel, in fact, your speaking gift to the next level. But where you really want help is not what to say, it's what to do. It's why you so appreciate that team. And the uh, what to do comes from two things, the gift of wisdom and the gift of leadership. And I want you to know I'm going to add a fresh notch of leadership to you. And I've placed 
a very wise man in cause by your side. There's an unusual gift of wisdom that dwells in him. And from this day forth, we're imparting to you a gift of leadership that you might know what to do. And unlike Moses, however, you, there, there's team. Sheena will know what to do at times. Kaz will know what to do at times. And it is, you've, you've already proven to me it's easy for you to rely on others. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to use you. Elsa, never doubt the gift of wisdom that yeah. flows in you. You, a lot of times you, you just pretty much think, well, it's womanly intuition. It's just like common sense. No, it's my spirit moving in you. And my spirit and grace are going to come to you. And Nathan, is your daughter's the second, right? Yes. And what's her name again? Eden. Um, even on Eden, my hand's going to begin to dwell. She's a pistol for sure. But a spirit of prophecy is going to be on her. She'll be prophetic, exhortive. She'll love microphones. She'll love to grab them. She won't be afraid to be in front of people. My hand is going to come on her in an unusual way. Lord, I just agree with that prayer. And God, as we lay our hands upon them, we receive them in this house. God, we receive the grace, the authority, and the favor that was on the previous generation. His father will be upon him and Elsa, God. He is commissioned in Jesus' name. Lord, we're so thankful um, with Shino and Anne-Marie. Uh, join hands while we do this. Uh, there will be a divine partnership here. And Shino, my anointing is going to grow on you. Um, for even with this woman and this day, have I not restored your soul and answered my promises to you? And my blessing is going to come on you, Shino, for there's an unusual mix of gifts in you. Their hand's going to come on you, Shino, to pastor many in this church, to encourage in prayer. But I'm going to open so many sports-related opportunities to you. It is going to boggle your mind. And the gift of evangelism is going to find unusual expression even over the next two years. For I won't just open up the NFL to you. I will open up other leagues to you. In fact, there will be a door that comes in the NBA, even in a very unusual way. And I'm going to bless you and use you and put my words in your mouth. And I want you to know, Shino, you're, you're, you're unusual for all your gift and fire. You're slow to speak and quicker to listen. That is very unusual. My blessing is going to come on you. Um, Anne-Marie, I had you fitted out for this long before you realized it or even wanted it. Um, you're very unique, very hospitable, very creative. Of course, I know you measured in design and all. Um, but I want you to know there's also a very unique speaking gift that's going to come to you. My anointing is going to touch your lips to speak. And um, it's going to happen by my spirit. It's going to happen by my power. It'll come up rather naturally here, but I will open other doors for you, and there will be a unique grace to call people into destiny. You're going to have an unusual gift of illustration, an unusual gift of writing. In fact, there's a, there's a writing in you. There's illustration in you. There's art in you, and I'm going to use you very, very uniquely. Already, you're very sensitive to my spirit. Um, you also have a very unique gift of mercy and empathy that touches people and feels their pain. And you walk in rooms and feel things. And I'm going to put all this together and I will make your tongue like a shepherd's rod yeah. that draws people, that touches people, that captures people. Watch what I do in the two of you. 
I will say this to Ron and Lynette while we're here. You've all, Ron, ever since I've known you, you've always been willing to give things away. I've never, I, people go, how's Ron gonna do this? Rest? I said, Ron always gives things away. But I want you to know as you, as you give this away, I know in your mind kind of things are kind of stay as normal. You live here and have your normal life. Uh, you're going to walk into far larger doors. And uh, this is the truth of it by my spirit. And uh, son, even as I've done for you in nations of the world from China to Pakistan, that's not going to end. I'm going to expedite that. And I'm going to give you a great name among those that chart the course of the world. You've never looked to have a great name. Most of what you've done has been beneath the radar screen. You've never looked for it to be big. It's one of the reasons I've trusted big things. Uh, but I'm going to use you. And what you've seen in Pakistan, says the Lord, you will see in a neighboring nation. I'm going to open Afghanistan to you, even under the Taliban, in a way that will just a way that will broaden your faith. And I will do supernatural things to you, and calls will come. And a Lynette, I, I'm going to make, I'm going to put, I'm going to put a shine on your face, and doors are going to open for you. For you are transitioning into another season. I'm going to broadcast your voice in a very unusual way. Um, things beyond your control, things uh, beyond your relational network, things beyond. I'm going to open doors for you that you cannot open yourself. Things that have seemed painful will become painless. Things that have been promised and not come will open. For you are going into the hour of open doors. Watch me, says the Lord. Lord, in this moment, we rebuke any scheme of the enemy that would try to hurt, hinder, or divide this group or this people. We rebuke the spirit of fear. We rebuke the spirit of worry and any level of doubt. I thank you, Lord, that they're going to be full of your spirit, your faith. God, we receive what you are doing in their lives and the lives of this church and if you agree with what, what has happened here today, I want you to take the next 10 seconds and just give God praise and thanksgiving for what he's doing. Just thank him. Just thank him. All right. Here are your pastors. Let's thank God for them. Hallelujah. Okay. Praise God. All right. How you doing, Pastor Nathan? Feeling pretty encouraged right now. Did you notice, like, when they prayed over us, things got a little heavier? I was like, man, what in the world just fell on us? You know, um, Pastor Nathan, myself, and Pastor Kaz, we, we pray for this church. We labor, we cry out, our wives, Rizal, others on this team. But just like Pastor Nathan and I were, were talking to Pastor Kaz, we wouldn't be where we are today if it hadn't have been for Pastor Ronald and that. And so I just, before we leave, I, I really just want to say this from my heart, from my wife as well. Thank you. Because Pastor Ron, you took me in at my lowest moment, you and Pastor James together. I just want to say thank you for standing with me 
being with me. My three children are on this road with me because of your faith, Pastor James's faith. I'm here doing what I'm doing and just want to say thank you for that. Lynette, thank you pouring into my wife, listening to her, encouraging her. She didn't know, is this thing going to work out? You know, do I marry a pastor? You know, I don't know about that. But just being there with her, encouraging her and, and, and walking with her through that. And so we're just honored to be able to take what you've done and we want to be able to steward it well and take it to another level. So true that we would not be here without you, Pastor Ron, Lynette. Church, he mentioned earlier, 40 years ago, answering that call. I've not done anything for 40 years just, just yet. 37 years ago, I heard from good report, Dad, that after preaching powerful messages, you'd bring your baby hold that baby so that he could get the anointing on him. Now, I don't know if it works that way, but I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> and I do know this. We're standing on the shoulder of giants. We honor what's gone before and church together. We're going to reach this city. We're gonna reach this city. They don't know Jesus. They don't know the blessing. They don't know the healing. They don't know my God. But together, together, they've got a chance. They've got a chance. So thank you, Pastor Ron, Lynette, my wife who couldn't be here. Thank you. Thank you, friends. Thank you. In September, Kings Park is going to be hosting a 40-year celebration for Pastor Ron. And I believe that this church has something to do with that moment as well. There's going to be gifts given to you, Pastor Ron, Lynette. We're going to take up an offering here in this church. And some of us, I believe, are called to go down to Kings Park and celebrate in person as well. Pastor Eric, the, the organizational genius of Kings Park, has told me that there's an open invitation. So if the Lord is speaking to you, then we can, we can go down together. But I believe that all of us have something to sow into that moment as well. We honor what's gone before, and we look forward to what is ahead. And so let's honor our pastor, our bishop, Pastor Ron Lewis and Lynette. Thank you. I believe some of us have also responded to Jesus for the first time. You're gonna get baptized next week. But this week, our invitation is to come forward. There's gonna be members from our church community here, our connect group leaders that are ready to pray for you. We're ready to stand with you and fight with you, and fight the devil off your life, to fight for your healing, to fight for that child, to fight for what you're believing for, and to see Jesus walk into your life freshly today. So there's an open invitation to come forward to receive prayer. And for everyone else, the Lord bless you, keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. God bless you. Go in peace today. <laughs>
You have been listening to the Messages Podcast with Every Nation NYC. If you enjoyed our message, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps others hear the message of Jesus, and we really appreciate it. If you have yet to spend time with us in person, we would love to welcome you to one of our services. Visit everynationnyc.org to find all the info you need to attend a service. We will see you there.